Welcome to Porter Wright's Antitrust Law Source. Good afternoon. This is Jay Levine, your host of Antitrust Law Source. Uh, I wanted to alert you um, all about a decision that came down a couple of days ago from the Fourth Circuit. Uh, the case is called Travelers Indemnity versus uh, Portal Healthcare. Uh, the fact, the underlying facts are pretty, uh, pretty simple. Portal Healthcare um, essentially through at least allegedly its own negligence, um, had some of the uh, patient information up online without any password security. Uh, a couple of patients actually Googled themselves and found their medical records online. Uh, and then they sued on on behalf of a putative class. Well, uh, Portal Healthcare had a uh, indemnity policy, had an insurance policy with travelers, and essentially wanted travelers to cover the uh, cost of defending that data breach litigation. And travelers um, said it wouldn't, that it policy doesn't cover it, and filed a declaratory judgment action in Virginia to have the court uh, say that it, in fact, has no duty to defend. Well, the district court in Virginia um, held that, in fact, Travelers do, does have such a, a duty. Basically, the policy covered any publication of uh, patient information, and the uh, district court had basically said that um, this case fit that definition. Uh, it felt that the claims, quote, uh, were arising out of the electronic publication of material that gives unreasonable publicity to a person's private life or the electronic publication of material that discloses information about a person's private life, end quote. So, therefore, the fact that this material was out on the um, online, on the web, and unprotected, uh, traveler, uh, the court felt that that met the definition for the policy and that travelers had a duty to, to defend. Um, travelers argued that, listen, there's no evidence that anybody saw it, that there was no uh, publication in the sense that Portal Certain didn't intend to publish publish it, but the um, district court and the Fourth Circuit agreed that that's publication, um, notwithstanding the fact that nobody saw it, doesn't mean that it wasn't in fact published out there for all to see. So uh, I think this is important because um, as data breach litigation uh, matures, um, one of the ways of ameliorating the risk of that is to purchase insurance. But of course, uh, you need to make sure you have the right insurance and the, the insurance, in fact, covers um, all the instances of data breach. And this is one of the first decisions uh, ruling on on um, on the coverage of these types of policies. So I'm sure there's going to be m many more um, actions um, in which there's going to be disputes about whether the insurance policies in fact cover data breaches or the incidence of data breaches or the manner in which the data breaches occur. Nevertheless, this is important because this is uh, it, it is the one of the first salvos and uh, one should uh, be cognizant of this. Um, purchasing insurance is always good, but the insurance is only only as good as what it covers. And, you know, word to the wise, make sure that um, your policy um, will in fact cover the types of uh, data breaches that you might expect to occur in your own industry. Well, that's it for me right now. This was just a uh, short uh, little podcast to let you know about the case. Uh, as always, you can reach me on LinkedIn. You can reach me at Twitter. I'm at J-A-Y-L-L-E-V-I-N-E. You can reach me by email, the letter J, L-E-V-I-N-E, at porterite.com. You can call me, 202-778-3021. I thank you for listening, and have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. 
Porter Wright Morrison Arthur LLP offers this content for informational purposes only as a service for our clients and friends. This content is not intended as legal advice for any purpose and you should not consider it as such. All rights reserved.